Hey everybody, I'm Jason, your host of Let Freedom Reign, an equine industry leading podcast that talks to folks from all different walks of life who share their testimony of adversities and perseverance and how the horse has helped them through their journey. Stay tuned. We're going to have a great time. Come along for the ride. Welcome everybody to another week here at Let Freedom Reign podcast. This week in our Little More Rain series, we feature Preston Martineau from PME Performance Horses. Preston is starting to become a regular guest on the show based on the incredible feedback and many requests that come in from you listeners. In this episode, we cover the life enrichment topic of expectations. As always, we enjoy your feedback and thoughts on the matter and want to know how you define and set your expectations, not only with your horse, but in life. To follow more of Preston Martineau, you can find him on social media under PME Performance Horses. As always, should you find the content of this episode valuable, please share it with a friend. Additionally, your five-star ratings and reviews on the podcast platform of your choice would mean the world to us. You can find us on both Facebook and Instagram under Let Freedom Rain Podcast. We hate to keep you all waiting any longer. Here is our A Little More Rain conversation with Preston Martineau. Oh, it's just a little stock horse versatility show. I've got a client showing... Another client's bringing our horse down later for me to cut on him. So we got a couple of schooling runs in the raining and a couple of schooling cow horse runs. And then I'm going to be coaching the rest of the day, helping another trainer out with her clients and taking care of mine. Good stuff, man. Well, I'll tell you what, I thank you again for another return trip here at Let Freedom Rain Podcast. Uh, I think these are second go around here for a little more rain. Yeah. The previous episode, I uh, got some great, great feedback, and it uh, came highly requested that we have you back on the show. So here we are in our conversation of expectations, and uh, I will open up the floor since it's a topic you're passionate about, and we'll uh, we'll run from there. Cool, man. Well, thank you for having me back. First of all, it's really good to be back, and uh, love love talking with you, and and just kind of getting to pick your brain and speak what's on my mind to the horse world. Yeah. Whether or not they want to hear it. <laughs> well, apparently there's a few people that want to hear it. They feel uh, they feel strongly enough about it to reach out to us and ask, when's it going to be back on? When's it going to be back on? So I said, heck, we got to get this going. All right. Well, that's uh, that's very humbling, and I truly appreciate it. So thank you guys for thank you guys for supporting us in that, and thank you for supporting Jason's podcast. It's yeah, a good thing for this horse industry. Yes, sir. Um, anyway, so expectations. Um, I think expectations are they can they can help you or they can hurt you. They can either they can be detrimental if you have the wrong expectations. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of folks struggle with is the negative expectations and um, even maybe call them excuses, uh, setting up an excuse for your horse before you. I'm just going to use the show pen example and, and, the, and the, training, uh, the training barn example because that's what I do and that's the experience that I have. So when you go into your training routine, or you go enter into a training session and you already have negative expectations, then in my experience, um, you're not going to really get a whole lot done. You know, if you're hung up on the fact that you're guaranteed going to go in there and your horse is going to change leads like crap, he's probably going to change leads like crap. Yeah. Right. Um, 
that's setting that expectation and that's setting the negative expectation where there's a difference between setting that negative expectation and making that excuse versus um, setting yourself up for success by saying, hey, we got this is something we have to work on. We're going to get better today. Today's the day we're going to get better. And you don't have to go from being a, a five at your lead changes to being a 10 at your lead changes in one day. Um, you just have to get a little bit better every day. You got to get a little bit of something every day. So don't expect to succeed so much right off the bat. It takes time to get better. It takes time for your horse to get better. And I think that a lot of people want to see that instant progress right now. And when they don't get it, they get frustrated and then your horse gets frustrated and then the wheels fall off the bus. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. You make some great points and we're just a few minutes into this episode. Uh, I think back on my experience uh, to, to kind of elaborate and expand on what you're talking about. So obviously the human being, we have a great ability to lie to another human being, right? You could be mm -hmm. going a million miles an hour, but your outward presentation is calm, cool, and collected, right? Mm -hmm. um, you could be, and I'll use my experience in baseball, you could be nervous because it's a championship game. It's um, I was a pitcher, so let's say you're facing right one of the best hitters in the league, whatever. Um, you could be worked up inside, but your outward presentation shows that you're ready to compete. Uh, here's Absolutely. where things get great with the horse. You can't lie to them, right? No. And, and they are going to present with that outward presentation that you're not. So the whole like fake it till you make it thing doesn't really cut it in the horse world because uh, that horse is going to tell on you sooner than later. And, and you truly have to be convinced of success for that horse to even buy in or want to listen to you emotionally. And uh, yeah. I think the tough part is too with expectations is, and we talked about this many times over, um, you have to set expectations in life. You just have to, right? Yes. Yes. However, the challenge is, is A, are they realistic? And B, do you actually believe in the goal that you set? Right. And, and is, I, it, is, it, is it attainable? Correct. And I think sometimes individuals, and I've done it a thousand times over, and I'll probably continue to do it. It's a process that I'm always working on. Um, yeah. Sometimes we set goals that are a little bit too lofty and they are out of our reach. Uh, I think you have to do it on some level because being uncomfortable is where growth takes place. However, yep. in the same exact vein, in the same exact breath, you set a goal that's too lofty and you start struggling to find that success. If you don't have yep. the mental fortitude and you don't have the conviction and you don't have the faith in that goal, yep. you can start setting yourself up for some of these converse expectations, right? The negative side of thing. Well, I wasn't yeah. good enough or I wasn't fast enough or my dumb horse or whatever excuse you want to lay on it, you know? So right. it is... It is a fine line that you have to toe, and it does take some experimentation to figure out, man, how hard can I push myself as an individual? And and this is why having that community, right, of good folks to lean on really helps yes. because I can start to fall short. But you know what? I have one conversation with you or I send you a video. Hey, man, this is what I'm at or this is where I'm at. This is what I'm working on. I don't yeah. feel this. Well, your fresh set of eyes and your fresh perspective might help yeah. to plug a hole in my game. And, and, and together, right, we push through and we and we start to develop a little success. You bet. And I think to uh, to piggyback off of that, um, yesterday, so I'm down here at a stock horse show, and this stock horse association 
really prides itself on the day before the clinic or the day before the show, they do clinics and it's a four hour clinic and you go through the uh, trail clinic, you go through a pleasure horse clinic, you go through a, um, a reining clinic and you go through a cow work clinic. And this is all for ranch type horses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like ran- ranch pleasure and ranch trail. Um, and I was doing, I was teaching the trail clinic yesterday and you wouldn't believe, I'd say probably over 40% of the of the folks that were participating in the clinic throughout the nine and a half to 10 hours that we were doing it yesterday, over 40% came with negative expectations and excuses as to why their horse wasn't going to do something. Yeah. And I told him, I looked him right in the face and I said, listen, you got to stop. You got, you got to drop that. You know, one lady said, well, my horse isn't going to go over the bridge. And I said, have you gone over the bridge yet? She says, no. Well, I said, how do you know your horse isn't going to do it? She goes, well, because he's just not. And I says, well, (laughs) why don't you just set him up to go over the bridge and smooch him forward and see what happens? And guess what? Her horse went over the bridge. Didn't even, didn't balk at it. Didn't look at it. Just right over the bridge. And I said, why would you think your horse wouldn't do that? And she says, well, I just don't. I just don't, I just didn't think he would. I had no reason to think he wouldn't. I just didn't think he would. Yeah. He's just that kind of a horse. <laughs> I said, well, Apparently well he's not. clearly not that kind of a horse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, and that's what made me feel really good about teaching that trail clinic yesterday is I helped a lot of people start to change the way, not necessarily the way that they ride their horse, but the way that they think about riding their horse, giving yeah. their horse giving your horse the benefit of the doubt, right? Riding with, riding with confidence, riding, knowing that, Hey, we're getting better today. No matter what it takes. If I have to sit here for two hours, I'm going to cross over in front on my turnarounds. I'm going to take at least two side pass steps instead of one. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have my horse tuck his butt when he stops. And I'm just going to get that little, 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 little bit. And then tomorrow I'm going to build on that. And then I'm going to build on that. And then the next day I'm going to build on that. And then pretty soon my horse has a pretty cool turnaround. And pretty soon my horse is dragging his butt when he stops. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I ask for a little bit every day. Yes. Yes. And the biggest change for me mentally in working with horses and when I really, really, really started to see the success is I changed my internal focus from perfection to progress. Progress yes, became my goal, Jason. right? I yes. didn't, I, I exactly, I didn't go out and say, you know what, today we're going to slide this horse. No, today we're going to go out and we're just going to get this horse physically and mentally prepared to accept a stop. Yeah. Right. Whether that be loosen them up, some kind of flexibility issue, uh, whether yeah. that be queuing out of a seat, right. And giving less hands, less reins as a cue. Uh, yeah. Any number of ways you can, you can slice that pie per se. But yeah. when I just, I got rid of the the list of goals, right? Everything that I want to write down, whether it be whatever your discipline, right? Finally change, yeah. cutting one out of a herd, uh, slide stop, turning a barrel better, whatever. I just literally focus, get on the back of the horse and focus, let's just get better. And oftentimes, early on, I'd go out with a goal and we'd work on yeah. that goal. Well, now it's to the point where I have some things I want to work on, 
But when I saddle yeah. up and when I go ride and it's time to get after it, if that horse presents with a completely different issue or a completely different problem, then we just take that. Whatever that presentation is, we take it. that. Yeah. And let's work on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, with my string of horses and I've got, uh, we do rain cow horse, uh, mainly rain cow horse. I do this ranch versatility stuff. Um, to, just to give my horses exposure to other stuff and help some clients out that enjoy it. And it's, it's a fun family show atmosphere. I really like showing here. Um, but we've got two year olds in the barn. I've got yearlings in the barn. I've got derby horses. I've got bridle horses and across the board, right? My expectation with all the horses is the same. You do what I ask you to listen. You get to sit in your stall and get turned out and you get really good feed and I provide you fresh water and you get yummy grain and I clean up your <laughs> manure. And all I'm asking in return is for you to just pay attention for yeah. a little bit every day. It's not, I'm not asking that much of you. Mm -hmm. And most of my horses love to work. Yes. They get, they get bummed out when they get a day off because they love to work. My little Palomino cow horse, man, he lives to work, period. And so when you're working with your horses and they have that kind of a willing attitude where, hey, let's go to work, you don't need to sit on them for two hours and train on them and yeah, hammer on yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. I, less is more. Get a little bit. If, if he's really good at his stops, why are you working on stops? Yeah. If he's well, really good at his I think, sorry to interject, but I think from a writing standpoint, people work on stuff like that excessively because it's, it's comfortable for us. And you know what? It's fun. I yeah. love stopping my horse, man. I love when they drag their butt and I love spinning my horses when we go fast. But a lot of the time they need more help getting picked up in our large, fast, to small, slow transitions mm -hmm. or staying quiet in the large, fast circles or staying quiet going down the fence. Man, I love fence turns. Yeah. It sets my hair on fire. It <laughs> makes my heart race. I love going down the fence. It is the most fun thing on the planet. But does my horse need to do it every day for an hour a day? Yeah. No. Yeah. Get a, get a little bit. Just do a little bit. And when yeah. your horse is doing good after 20 minutes, quit him. Yeah. Put him up. So that's the, And that's that expectation that you're telling your horse. It's like, hey, man, we're talking about expectations. So let me, let me circle on back to that. When you're working with your horse and all you're doing is hammer on, hammering on him, you're, giving, you're setting that expectation for him that says, we don't get a break. You do, you do good. And you keep getting hammered on. And you do bad, you get hammered on even more. But you do good, I'm still going to hammer on you. you got to give your horse that clear, concise message like, listen, you did good today. You did everything I asked you to do. You did it willingly. You did it correctly. I've only been on you 20 minutes. Take the rest of the day off, yeah, bud. We're good. Thanks. Fantastic. And 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 the, the horses will work better for you i guarantee it you know i love doing what i do i love training horses i love showing horses um i really love watching people get better you know as corny as it sounds 
I like watching other people succeed. It's like that whole thing of I'd rather give somebody a gift and watch the look of enjoyment on their face when they open it than get a gift myself. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 that's just the kind of person that I am. Um, and and it translates right over in into my non pro program and training my clients and teaching my clients and even even just being at the show and saying and seeing somebody struggle and say hey do you mind if I give you a little bit of advice mm-hmm. and they say no go ahead and you give them and you help them just that little bit to me that's the reward yeah you know yeah. that that's that's super rewarding um, and it's just it's just good to watch other people succeed and help them um, and. And again, circling back to the expectations is you just have to expect to get better. Don't, I cannot stress enough how much negative expectations and making bad excuses hurts you as a horse person, hurts your horse because that translates that, that as voodoo, witch doctor as this sounds, your negative energy translates into that horse, whether you like it or not, whether you believe me right now or not, your bad energy translates right into that horse's little pea brain. Yeah. Yeah. Every I use time. the old adage, man. They always talk about, right? Actions speak louder than words. Uh, I truly feel with the horse, man, emotions speak louder than words. You can 100% say you're treating this horse well. You can say you're training on this thing appropriately, but um, if you're not emotionally convicted, convinced, where you're, wherever you're at in your head space and your heart space, uh, that's the message that truly matters to the horse. And yeah, it does yeah. sound all woo woo and, and witch doctor stuff, but I mean, we've talked about it many times over on this show. How, yeah, uh, I mean, we talked about riding with a tent, emotional stability, right? Yeah. All, all well, the different reads that the horse has. You and I had this, sorry, you and I had this conversation. Um, I don't know if it was the first or the second time I was on, mm-hmm. but we talked, I, I told you, I said, listen, if I'm having a bad day or I'm in a bad mood, I don't go down to the barn. Yeah. I mean, I'll go down to feed, but I don't go down to work my horses, man. Yeah, they don't deserve it. What, what's what's the point? I'm just going to get on them and hammer on them, take out my frustrations of the day on my horses, and they're going to be like, whoa, <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. What in the world did I do to deserve that? Yeah. Like, man, you just, you need to go have a beer and chill out, bud. <laughs> And please put me back. Yeah. So much of this, though, is applicable to life and our human relationships, though, too. 100%, Jason. 100%. And I think, you know, not to get too into what's going on in the world right now, but I think the world in this country specifically is falling really far behind where we need to be. And if people started treating other people more like we should be treating our horses without the negative excuses and the negative expectations and started thinking more forward, like with our horses, we're always thinking forward, right? Yeah. Things would be going a lot differently right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's hard though to make this transition. And I think, for anybody out there who is struggling with expectations or feels overwhelmed or feels that they got just too much to figure out and they don't know the path that they're going to travel, you consciously have to work on yourself to get in the saddle, get in the round pen, whatever the work is going to be for the day with the horses, 
And you yeah. have to work on you. You have to understand progress. And I always try to try to keep in the back of my mind when I'm going through any any of these expectations, transitions, new new progress. Make the reward far greater than the motivation. Right? Yeah. So when you're asking a horse to do something, when they give you what you need or they make that effort, make the reward greater than the ask. And and that has helped me personally frame a better approach to this focus on progress versus perfection. Yep. And I think that's very – man, you made a good point. I watched a lot of folks yesterday, specifically when we're working on side passing over logs. I watched a lot of folks just stick that spur in and leave it. Yeah. And it's like, hey, man. You got to take that thing out. You got to let your horse know, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're doing what I asked you to do. Mm-hmm. Instead of jamming him with that spur the entire 20 feet of the log and then take it out at the end when he's done really good throughout the whole deal. Take it, put it in. That's what they're there for. That's what your spurs are there for. They're training tools. So put it in and then take it out yeah. and then try using your calf. And if that doesn't work, put your spur back in. And then take it off and then use your calf. You have to, just like when you get their face, get their face when they give it to you, set it, and then give it back to them. And then set it and then give it back to them. They have, horses don't understand anything other than pressure and release when it comes to that sort of a thing. And the release is the reward. You have to set that expectation for your horse. It says, hey, when I poke you, you move off my leg. And when you do, I take my leg off of you. And if you do it again, I poke you. And then I take my leg off of you. I'm showing you what I want. And then I'm rewarding you for giving it to me. Same thing in the face. Hey, bring me your face. Thank you. Let go. Give me your face. Thank you. Let go. You have to set that expectation. And you have to be very clear about it every time. You can't be inconsistent in the way you're asking your horse to do things. You have to be consistent and and it's got to be the same the same expectation every time. I mean, you can separate. Obviously, you get his face, you move his shoulders, you move his hips, you you do your turnarounds. You you have different things that you're doing, but the expectations have to be the same. Move off my leg. Give me your head. Move your shoulders, not your hips. Move your hips, not your shoulders. Yeah. And it's a challenge too, because uh, it's counterintuitive, but in order to progress in this fashion, you have to lower your expectations. Yes. And what does that mean, right? Let's take the side pass, for example, like you were just talking about. Everybody expects to put, and we'll say put a right leg on to push a horse to the left, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody expects, well, I'm just going to apply the leg and the horse is going to know. No, the horse is not going to know. It's something new, right? And yeah. As far as lowering your expectation, your initial expectation is I put a right leg on, the horse goes to the left. To lower your expectation, to do it correctly and truly develop the communication between you and your horse, you should start with a shift of body weight. Can you shift your body weight in the saddle on the right half of that horse? And does that horse even receive or perceive that message? And if they do, what do they associate it with? Yep. Right? And from there, you can start working down your leg. But... You have to lower your expectations as a human being. Your horse is not going to do the side pass, okay? No. Take the small victory. 
that's where you're starting to solidify the communication. That's where that we get to these whole, these goals, right? They talk about the greatest horsemen in the world, right? They can ride a horse and do all these crazy things, but you never see any movement out of the rider. You can never see a cue or an indication. That's because they started with a good foundation and they said, hey, when I side pass to the left, I'm going to sit back on my right butt pocket and I'm going to open the door with my left yeah. leg. Yeah. And all you have to do is just walk through the open door. Yeah. And I try to remind people, uh, I use the analogy of reading, right? When you're reading for the very first time, we don't hand you the Bible and say, have at it. <laughs> right? We hand you a book full of bumblebees yeah. and, and, and animals with giant letters and say, hey, learn. Right? There's an association to the language, right? What is a letter? Yeah. How are letters put together to make words? How are words put together to make sentences, right? <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going through that with my son right now, and it is absolutely the coolest thing I have ever done is to try and help my almost three-year-old boy. Yeah start start reading and making yeah. sense of things in his book it's just it's so rewarding at, it's just rewarding being a parent of a kid at his age right now because yeah. you're just you're teaching him everything good bad or indifferent oh buddy and, and the craziest, is a craziest part about bunch. it is right is you don't realize how much those kids pay attention until oh, they throw dude. something right back in your lap and you're like oh maybe we should treat this with a little bit more care <laughs> Oh, man. And I don't know if it's a good thing raising him at these horse shows and these cow horse shows and around a bunch of cowboys because he is, buddy, he's going to be trouble here later, man. Oh, that's good stuff, man. But he's he's picking up everything. that's uh, That's the approach of communication I try to convey not only to myself, but if I'm trying to help people along is it sometimes... We as human beings set the bar so high and want to move so mm-hmm. fast that we we miss a lot of the intention. We miss a lot of the foundation. And the foundation, the intention, and the clear communication is what's going to launch us way farther down the road in success than trying to hurry up yep. and get that goal and quote unquote beat the next competitor to it. It just it doesn't work. And and unfortunately we work in time compression environments, right? Where there is yep. the you know, there is the standard, hey, we gotta get ready for the show next weekend, right? We can't take four weeks to work on this, but Yeah, so um, cram and jam, man, but but cram and jam the right way. It's a short term you know it's a short term goal. You know? Yeah. You know, the only thing the only thing guaranteed in this business is the feed bill, bud. Ain't that the truth? And that's the most consistent part that, of horsemanship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is breakfast and dinner. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't go in there expecting, you know, show the horse that you've got, ride the horse that you've got. Don't go in the show pen and say, oh, man, I'm, I'm going to plus my spins right now. Watch this. <laughs> Hold my beer. And then just spur the ever-living crap out of your horse to get him to move just a little bit quicker. And then what happens? The wheels fall off the yeah. bus quicker than you can shake a stick at because yeah. that's not what you do at home. What you do at home has to translate into the show pen. It has to make sense out when you're working cattle, out when you're trail riding, if that's your thing. It's what you do at home has to be the same thing you do everywhere else. Yep. Yep. Period. And, and, and it will be good, bad, or indifferent. You will take your horse to the horse show and try and plus your maneuvers when it's not the way you ride at home. 
and you will not plus your maneuvers. Yeah. You will undoubtedly do something to throw a big fat goose egg zero, or you will just look silly. Yeah. I guarantee it. Cause you know how I know that? Cause I did it <laughs> a lot, Jason, yes, yes. a lot. Yes. I'm still on my yellow horse, on my yellow derby horse. I'm still having to fix stuff that I did two years ago when he was a three-year-old. Yeah. It's uh, every day. I'll tell you, it's been really exciting to watch your transformation, not only on this show, right? From, from the first conversation we had when you were featured in the full length episodes. Uh, yeah. But the second episode, now we're putting a third episode together here with you and, and getting up to your facility and visiting with you. I mean, it's it's exciting to me because our conversation gets so much more rich every single time, right? We're both growing in this profession together. We're both learning yeah, things. We're both of similar mindset when it comes to competing. Yeah. But we are understanding the finite – we're starting to understand the finite details of this business and of working, yes. of working the horse. And, and that's what's cool for me, right? Success is going to come and success is going to be whatever it is in our situation and however much time yeah. we want to dedicate and, and focus. But uh, it's exciting to ride this journey together uh, in separate parallel fashions of the horse world. But it's always it's always a good time with you. It's always fun to break things down. It's always a good yeah, laugh. Man. It's always entertaining, man. And I sure appreciate everything that you've done, not only for the horse world, right, but for us here at the show and supporting the show and you know, we spend a lot of time on the road, um, hauling the horse shows and hauling the clinics and and driving around. And um, Let Freedom Rain podcast is always – I don't like to listen to music when I drive. I think it, it, it just – I don't know. I like my mind to be more entertained. Yep. And Let Freedom Rain podcast, I always check to see if you guys have a new episode out. That's the first thing I do when I start a longer <laughs> drive. Well, I sure appreciate it. And then I start going to the other stuff. Good stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, you man. Um, always the first. These uh, these a little more rain episodes are are designed to spark a little bit more engagement, right? Give give listeners the ability to think on a topic, to speak on a topic. We encourage everybody yeah. listening to this episode. Uh, Preston's more than willing to take the feedback. Uh, I always love to hear from everybody. And let Come us on. know what you think, right? What, how do you define expectations? How do you set them? How do you face challenges and adversities and and when those expectations are, are not met how do you bounce back yeah. you know you can hit us up uh via social media email all that stuff we're we're yeah. out and about but and listen if you guys if you guys that are listening if you have any questions if you have and like jason said if you have any feedback comments whatever if you need a little help with something and you think that i could help you with that just give me a call or shoot me shoot me a facebook message we're on facebook um, at PME Performance Horses or on Instagram, PME Performance Horses. Um, and just reach out to me. I'm happy to help you guys with whatever you need. Um, this Western horse world, we're all in this together. So if y'all need help, I'm happy to do it. I know Jason's happy to do it. A lot of people are happy to do it. So if you're struggling, reach out to somebody that's maybe just a little bit better than you and get that help because it will make you better. It will make your horse better. Yes, sir. That's the only, that's the advice that I got. Absolutely. My little, my little tidbit. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Well, I got to be respectful of your time. I know you got to get to a show and get rolling with some of these horses, to but uh, cow horse, man, get on with it. We'll talk. Maybe uh, give me a call at the end of the day. Let me know how the show went. You bet, buddy. Will do. All right, brother. We'll talk to you later. Y'all take care. God bless. 
Hey, thanks for riding along with another episode of Let Freedom Reign podcast and being part of our freedom family. If you want to provide greater support of this show, visit patreon.com forward slash let freedom reign podcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash let freedom reign podcast. And reign is spelled R-E-I-N. There you can provide a donation at a cost less than the fancy cup of coffee you're probably holding to help us produce free weekly content. For collaborations, to book us as a guest for your next event, or to make guest recommendations, email us at info.lfrpodcast at gmail.com. For the most up-to-date information on Let Freedom Reign, visit our Facebook and Instagram page at Let Freedom Reign Podcast. Additionally, you can find us on Twitter at Let Freedom Reign underscore. We cannot thank you enough for being our most loyal listeners, and we'll see you on the next one.